Hello everyone, welcome to another episode of Jerry's Corner. I'm Jerry, your host, and welcome to my corner of this large universe. Today, I have a few questions here that I need to answer that you guys sent. I was supposed to do them on my YouTube channel, which is supposed to be launching anytime soon. Stay tuned for that, but I decided to cancel out of that idea because of certain new developments. So, I'm still going to answer those questions here on my podcast. And at the same time, I have bad news and good news. So, to those of you who enjoy my content and to my fans, I can not say fans, to my listeners, I'm not going to drop anything after this very episode from now to August because I'm working on one very beautiful episode. That's one. I'm working on a very beautiful episode. It's about guys. I hope guys. I hope you guys are going to pay attention to it. So it's about guys, and I hope you guys pay attention to this episode. Sorry. <laughs> English is a very hard thing. English is really hard. Really hard. Really hard. Well, well. But English is hard. So also, I've, I'm also working on. Uh, I'm also writing exams. Rather, I'm not working on writing exams. I'm reading. Yes, this period I'm actually reading hard. This period, second semester exams. Oh my God! Michelle, God strength to overcome. Uh, the books I have read and God's strength I will overcome. Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. <laughs> Amen. So, the first question that I was sent in was what's my worst experience? Yeah, my worst experience. I have a lot of very bad experiences, but the most recent one was in January where I lost 10k, my ATM card, my flash drive, and my glasses case at the same time. In one fell swoop, everything was gone. So, what happened was that for certain reasons, my dad was also traveling with me. He was traveling to Calabar also in January, and I was coming to school. So, he didn't, he forgot or something. But he didn't transfer the money to my account. He gave, he gave me my money in cash. He didn't send it to my account. So after paying my TFM, I had a lot of cash in me, sadly. I planned that when I get to school, first thing I'll do is you know, settle it, sit down, put it back in the account, my account for deposits. Yeah, that's the whole thing. Said English is hard, man. So that's what I planned to do. But then yeah, laziness in me rose up and I was lazy to leave that month next. The Monday after I landed in school. Unfortunately for me, that money got stolen. And that was 10,000 naira. Yes, one first week, 10,000 naira was gone. And I resumed school on Sunday. And by Monday or Tuesday, 10,000 naira was gone. God just kept me alive because I did not tell my dad that was what happened. I didn't think I could have been finished. But then I, I was surprised that I did survive without money. Because I had some in my account, but I knew that I wasn't supposed to touch it because I was saving that one. And I intentionally too did not touch it. I don't know how I survived the next week or so. But yes, that's my worst experience. Losing 10,000 naira in one fell swoop. Worst experience recently. Recently. I have a lot. My, as we go on in this channel, I will begin to tell you the many bad and very horrible experiences I've had. <laughs> The second question is, do you really need a YouTube channel if you're just doing podcasts? Okay, I think this person that sent this knows that I'm launching a YouTube channel pretty soon. 
the thing is that podcasting in Nigeria isn't very very popular, but it's very viable. If you do it, if you run a podcast, you are really really respected. But then, not everybody has access to podcast. Not everybody has access to YouTube, except those using Huawei phones. Everybody has access to YouTube. <laughs> yeah. So with that, I just feel that there's and then yet again there are some things that I would want to do, but the podcast just wouldn't cut it, and YouTube seems to be better. And also, I'm partnering with a friend. He wants to launch a YouTube channel, and I also had the same idea too. So we just decided to you know, put our energy together and create a YouTube channel. So that's why I put on hold my plans for YouTube channel because he came in and spoke. But then I'm still leaving my podcast to. Jerry's Corner podcast is not going anywhere. Jerry's Corner the blog, you know the worker. Jerry's Corner the YouTube channel, it's coming. I'm also on Twitter at Rexagon3 and on IG at Jerry's Corner. Yes, that's my IG. You guys go and follow. Please go and follow me. Follow, follow. I'm on 200 followers. Jesus Christ, I need help. It's nice to be on 200 followers. Ah, shoot. Then. The third question is what's your favorite thing to do? What's my favorite thing? My favorite thing to do is it used to be dancing, but I haven't danced in a very long time. Yeah, I can dance. According to the second dance, yes, I can dance. But I haven't danced in a very long time, so I don't think that should be my favorite thing. My favorite things right now are writing that's edit poetry. I love only sports. I enjoy writing. Then I enjoy going through YouTube, learning about business ideas and how businesses fail, how businesses work. Yes, I really enjoy doing that. I enjoy doing that. And I love sports. I'm an Arsenal fan. I don't do sports. I love watching. There are two different things. I will not do. I can watch. I'm an Arsenal fan, by the way. Come on, ask for that hashtag COIG. So that's that. That's the thing I like doing. But my favorite thing, the thing I stand as I think it's this podcast though, and my blog. These are the two things I love doing the most. At, at, yeah, these are the things I love doing the most. Right? These are my favorite things. So you should be happy. Then another question is, oh chill, why is this so? Okay, yeah, slow down. You being a mass communication student, what are the basic things you feel a student of mass comm should do? It's, as a student of mass comm, the very first thing is to get your lexis and structure, your English grounded. Because my guy, if your English is not grounded, there is no field in mass comm. There are seven fields in mass comm. There is none that you'll be good at. What I'm doing now is it's a small scale, a small scale version of broadcasting, and you need to know your tenses, your structure, you need to know how to present yourself in the best way possible in audio format. Then there is TV, that's the TV broadcasting, so you could either be very good at the tech angle or the presentation angle. Then there is branding, there is advertising, there is a bit of marketing. So all around you need to be good at communicating with people, communicating an idea and bringing people into an idea so you need to be skilled at expressing yourself 
as a mascot student. That's the number one thing to be school. Be very skilled as a mascot student. I still have a few questions too, but these ones are if guys are not targeted again because they are. I, well, I wouldn't say they are from guys because they are anonymous messages, by the way. So, one question was Do you think the bro code is toxic? The bro code is the holy, the holy vibe for guys. It's a little bit toxic. I'm not going to lie, bros of our hoes. It's a little bit toxic. But then it's what keep guys it's what keeps guys in check. So I don't feel I don't think it's entirely toxic. No, the bro code isn't toxic. It's when you skip the bro code, that's when things get a little toxic. If I a lot more toxic. If every guy could follow the bro code, there'll be no issues with guys. And in and in the long in the long run, guys will have a lot of issues with girls. It's when you break the bro code, you start saying things like your own guy is smashing your own girl. Now that's toxic. That's being toxic. So the bro code isn't toxic in my opinion. I will do more. I will you know, read more about that. But I feel the bro code isn't toxic. The same. Hmm, in the same light, another question. Hmm, what code do you stand by? Well, I don't really stand by code. I would say Christianity, but I don't believe in religion. I believe in perception of being a good person that's going to go to hell. I'm a Christian. I don't, I, I'm a Christian. I don't practice Christianity. There are two different things. One is a lifestyle, the other one is ideology. So the code I live by is the Bible. Yes, that's the code I live by. I try my best. Thing is not easy. Jesus Christ. It's not easy, but I try my best to by the code of the Bible and I live by the bro code. Yes, I live by the bro code. Broken it a few times, but yes, I live by the bro code. You know what I mean, bro? So that rounds up today's discussion. I've answered some of your questions. Don't know a lot. I wish there were more than this. But then the larger fan base you get a lot more questions. <laughs> yeah, so I'll see you guys in April. I'm coming back in August, sorry, and I'm coming back with a lot of heavy beautiful topics a lot of beautiful topics my guy i'm going to have a lot more interviews with guys because i'm going to be free exams are open and i'm going to be very free and i'm also going to try my best to be a very interesting person i i hope this episode sees you well and suits you please let us get at least 100 please share this as much as possible with your guys man thanks peace out and get the fuck out of my corner I would love to see how I would also have you guys back again in this corner. God bless. Hey. <clears throat> Hi Jerry, good morning. Yes, good morning. How are you? Yeah, I'm fine. I'm good. Yeah. So, yeah, welcome to Jerry's Corner, my small universe in this very massive world. So, <clears throat> sorry for that. Don't worry. Should I have this on? Is this on speakerphone or do I need to hold it up to my mouth into my like a phone? I don't know how this works. 
No, it's actually all right. It's like you're actually very clear right now. Oh, it's okay. Yeah. So, I mean, introduce yourself. Yes. Thanks. Uh, my name is um, Andrew Dunn. Um, I'm based in Calabar in Cross River State, and I work for the Wildlife Conservation Society. Okay, that's the WCS. Yes. So, so tell us about your work. Yeah, we, we WCS in Nigeria was still quite small. Um, WCS is, is quite a large international organization. We work in about 60 countries around the world, um, mainly to protect endangered species and, and the wild places that these species depend upon. So in Nigeria, we focus on Cross River gorillas, which are only found in Cross River State and the forests of Cameroon. Um, we focus on lions, we focus on elephants uh, and chimpanzees. So our main, 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 main focal species. And to a lesser extent, we're looking at pangolins and, and other endangered primates as well. Yeah, um, I think yesterday was World Pangolin Day. Yes, yes, it was. Yes. <clears throat> to be fair, the first time I heard about pangolins in Nigeria was on I read an article where um someone was caught with I think like fourteen tons of their skin or something like that. I was trying to smuggle it. That was the first time I heard about pangolins in Nigeria. I was like, yeah, it's a huge trade. There was a big customs seizure in in January. Yes, yeah. yes, January. Yeah. And and there's been a, there was a few last year and a few the year before. So it's a huge international trade, huge in, in involving criminal networks. Um, unfortunately, Nigeria's borders are quite porous, so pangolins are smuggled yeah. into Nigeria from from neighbouring countries. And, and, and um, some Nigerian pangolins are involved in the trade as well. But I think most of this is coming from, from Cameroon and Congo and Gabon, other, other countries. Um, and then out of Nigeria to, uh, to China and Vietnam, um, places like that. Um, so, so it's a serious issue and, and it involves huge amounts of money and, and criminal networks. Um. So, what, what species are common to Nigeria? The pangolins or other species? No, the pangolins. The, there are three pangolin species found in... Well, there's eight pangolin species around the world, and three we have three of them in Nigeria. There's the giant pangolin, which is, which is, which is quite rare. Um, we have the black-bellied pangolin and the white-bellied pangolin. Um, yeah, so so three species. So uh, yesterday, being World Pangolin Day, what did you guys do to commemorate the day? There was quite a few um, Zoom calls and webinars and workshops um, around the world, and, and in Nigeria, there was there was a there was there was a few of those. Um, my colleague in in well, he's, he's studying. His PhD on pangolins in the UK. He, he did a run for pangolins yesterday to raise funds. 
So it was a combination of yeah fundraising efforts and um, raising awareness. Because as you said, it, not a lot of people have heard of pangolins. Not many people know that Nigeria such, plays such a central role in the international trade in pangolins. Wow. Okay. Okay. So the reception you got from Nigerians and how was it? The what? Sorry. And how was the reception you got from Nigerians yesterday? It's it's increasingly positive. I think there's more young people in Nigeria that that are appreciative of the wildlife that's still left in Nigeria. They're proud of Nigeria's wildlife, and they want to find ways in which they can get involved to 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 protect it. And that wasn't the case when I first came to Nigeria. So I, the, there's, there's there's obviously a lot of some skepticism. Why? Why should I protect pangolins if, if I'm hungry? Why should I protect pangolins <laughs> if I job? But but at, at the same time, there are still many people that um, feel that they should be protected in their own right. <laughs> we shouldn't let them extinct. You know, we we've lost we've lost already some some amazing species in Nigeria. We ex- yeah. right now extinct giraffe are extinct, wild dog are extinct. Um, the lions are on the very edge of extinction in Nigeria. So there's, there's there's a lot of passionate people out there who feel that we shouldn't let pangolins join that list. So um, on endangered animals in Nigeria, um, you already said giraffes, rhinos, and wild dogs. Which other ones do we have? Those are extinct. Yes. Giraffe and rhino are extinct. So the, the the most endangered species, well, the ones that yes, WCS are focusing on crossover gorillas. Okay. There are about one hundred crossover gorillas, but but thanks to the efforts we've been doing, working with partners such as the National Park Service, there's been no hunting of gorillas in in more than ten years. So. Oh, that's that's very beautiful. We've got some. We have cameras, automatic cameras set out in the forest to monitor the, the gorillas. And, and recently there were some nice pictures of gorillas with infants. So the first time we've recorded them successfully breeding. So it's still it's still early days, but, but, but the gorilla population seems to be stable or increasing. But other species like the lion, the West African lion, of which Nigeria's got two small populations, one in Yankari Game Reserve in Bauchi State, and one in Kainji Lake National Park in Niger State. Those lions are critically endangered, very, very few left, might be 10 or 20, between 10 and 20 in Yankari, and maybe 20 or 30 in Kainji Lake National Park. So, so very oh. few. Very, um, Elephants are, 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 are endangered also, but but they they remain widespread in in groups around around the country. Um, so yes, probably the, the animal I'm most concerned about would be yes the lion. Oh. Actually, the first the first time I saw a lion like here was in Potakot Zoo. I stay in Potakot. That was a few years ago, 2010. I don't think it's there again. If it's there, it's probably very lean. So, yes, 
a, a lot of bad publicity, bad press about zoos in Nigeria, and um, yes, yes, I was about to get there. So, like, I, I, from what you said so far, I see that you're working with the existing game reserves. So, are you doing anything yes. towards the zoos? And um, no, not really. So, so although the Wildlife Conservation Society. Um, its headquarters is in New York, in, in the Bronx Zoo. So we, we are, um, we manage five zoos in New York and that's how WCS started. Um, um, but the work we do in Africa and, and around the world is not focused on zoos, it's focused oh. on animals in the wild. Um, so we're not involved in zoo work at all. <clears throat> Occasionally, so, you know, some animals that, that are in zoos, I think there was, a, there was a particular species of toad recently that was bred in the zoo in New York and had gone extinct in the wild in Tanzania and was brought back to Tanzania from the New York Zoo and, and reintroduced. Um, oh, wow. So a, a worth um, reporting. And in future, it's possible that we could reintroduce some of the, the animals that are extinct in Nigeria, such as cheetah or rhinoceros or giraffe, they could be brought back from, from neighboring countries. But zoos in Nigeria are, 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 are not good. There was a zoo recently closed down, I can't remember the, the, the area, due to international pressure, um, the animals were, were starving to death in a very bad bad way you mentioned the the port zoo but there's many others also that have not done well so is the government as in on you guys side or are they just observing um it depends it, it, a bit of both so i mentioned the nigerian national park service they are Doing a good job, they're, they're you know they're managing national parks in the country, trying to manage new, trying to establish new national parks. They're quite underfunded, unfortunately. Um, so we're providing support for them in Cross River National Park, and other NGOs are providing support to other national parks. So we only work directly with one national park in the country. So government is some governments are trying. Um, but state governments seem to have fewer resources these days, and um, wildlife conservation is not a priority for state governments. Um, yeah. Some sites in the country, forest reserves and game reserves, have been abandoned. Um, and the problem is, as we've seen, areas like Zambesi, if you abandon a, a game reserve, it's often taken over by bandits. And terrorists. Is it so Samisa was a game reserve. It was a game reserve, yes. Or it wow. still is. Oh wow. Yes. And and, and areas in, in uh, Kaduna in Birningwari. Um, there's a national park there, yeah. So you have to protect these areas, not just for wildlife, but but for security for communities surrounding. And if you don't, they become safe havens, training grounds. Um, bases for, as you said, terrorists, armed robbers, um, all the guys that are in Kaduna, yes, they're working out of Okay, I see. So, 
<clears throat> so, so it's a security issue really for Nigeria, not just not just wildlife, not just conservation, protection of forests. It's it's a security issue. Uh, yeah. Yeah, and our security architecture is already bad. So I see how this would help. So um for me, um from the media space. So so far, have you tried reaching out to media houses? or have worked with the media on certain occasions on spreading more and more information about animals in Nigeria and wildlife in Nigeria and all? Yes, yes. To, to some extent, there's, there's been journalists in Lagos that we've been in touch with and they've published articles. Uh, we try to be active on social media, on Twitter and Facebook. Um, yes, I think there's growing awareness of of the importance of of Nigeria's wildlife, that Nigeria still has has some incredible biodiversity left, but we yes. need to come together and, and support government efforts to protect it. So, so more is being done, as you said, it's often driven by by young people who are more active on social media. But we can't leave this thing uh, just to government alone. True, true, true. So, yeah, personal question for you now. What's your favorite animal in Nigeria? Well, I should have I should have done my homework, shouldn't I? Um, <laughs> elephant. I have a few, so I love elephants. Elephants oh, are the when you, you see an elephant, I just you can't I can't speak. Wow. Oh, and, he's, you know, and I don't mean in the zoo. I mean in the <laughs> wild. When you see an elephant, get away. Excited, so that you know the best place to go and see elephants is Yankari Game Reserve. Not not the only place, but so elephants will be a favourite species. Um, gorillas, uh, I've never seen a gorilla, so it's a, a lifetime lifelong ambition to, to see a gorilla in the wild. I'm sure um, that that would be an incredible experience. Um, but 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 I'm from the UK, so in the UK I like small. Hedgehogs, I, I quite like in, in the UK. Um, oh. l- l- lots of animals, really. Um, yeah. So even cats and dogs. I'm quite fond of cats and dogs, pets. So, are you a dog or cat person? Both, really. <laughs> I've only got a dog at the moment. But we, my family in the UK have got a cat, and I've got a dog here. So yeah. both. Nigerians are more receptive to, sorry, accepting rather of dogs um, compared to cats. I've I've noticed that, yes. yes. (laughs) I really like cats. I I plan on owning a few soon. Yes, yes, I grew up with cats, not with dogs. And and then I had dogs when I first came to Africa and and became a dog person. And I (laughs) realised cats will have incredible qualities to have to have very strange characters cats yes very queer people <laughs> yes mm-hmm. so on the um, gorillas in Calabar I've seen a few videos and pictures like once in a while on the net yes so is it so how are they doing how are they coping with your um, program they're doing 
reasonably well. So that there are in three different sites in Cross River State. So it's not close to Calabi. It's it's in the northern half of Cross River State. In, okay. In, mainly mainly in the in the Boki LGA area of, of the state. So they're in um, Afi Mountain Wildlife Sanctuary, which is managed by the Cross River State Government, in Cross River National Park, which is the largest site for Cross River and the National Park is contiguous with Takamanda National Park in Cameroon. So it, it straddles the international border. And an important site between those two called the Mbe Mountains, which is managed by nine surrounding a mountain. Three sites um, that have crossover gorillas. Um, and that's been in all three sites. Each site has, has different uh, management problems, different managed by different organizations, you know, federal government, state government and, and communities. Um, but but doing quite well. I think because there's been so much awareness created that's the importance okay. of gorillas. So communities know they're important. They're, they're reluctant to kill them because they, you know, they know that it'll be difficult to hide and and there will be consequences. So, oh. which is not to say that you know the, one of the main threats of crossover gorillas is setting a wire snare. So hunters will be out in the forest, unfortunately, setting wire snares for smaller animals, for porcupines and rats things like that. And, and those wire snares can often catch the hands of baby gorillas. Oh. So that's that in the past. So it's a threat. The, the new wire snares is a threat to infant gorillas. Um, and because they breed so rarely, so infrequently, you know, if you, even if you lose one or two gorillas a year, it's quite a significant impact on, on the population. Um, so there are only about 100 gorillas in Nigeria, and there were 200 gorillas, roughly 200 gorillas across the border in Cameroon. Um, but because of the insecurity in, in Cameroon, a lot of fighting, a lot of civil unrest, and the, it's like population in Cameroon is probably declining. So the population in Nigeria, although it's less, is more stable, and we hope it might be increasing, becomes more important for the the long-term future of, of the species. Oh, that's that, that's nice. That's very calming to hear. <laughs> so, but you want to come around, can't you? Like bring them over for a while to the unrest in Cameroon dies down. Um, it, it would. Be, it, it's in theory, it's possible. It's difficult. They would need to be darted and moved. Um. You'd need a very good vet, a very brave, skilled vet to be able to get close to, to gorillas. Um, we've darted um, elephants in Yankari Game Reserve and put satellite collars on them. Um, but that wasn't moving them. We just we darted them when we were uh, anaesthetized. We, we put collars on them um, and, and then allowed them to recover. So they're you know they're free then to move. So so darting and, and moving gorillas would be more complicated. So we'd rather always our approach to try and protect the animals in situ. So protect the habitat in Cameroon or Nigeria where wherever they are. But if things got really bad, yes, it would be an option to move them. Oh, okay. Okay. So Is there any besides gorillas? Is there any? 
Say again, Jerry. I think I lost that question. Okay, I said, in, I said in the primate family, is there any other species that is common to Nigeria besides gorillas? In the what family? Primates, primates, amongst primates. No, there are. There are Nigeria is quite a hot spot for primate diversity. There's an animal called the Niger Delta red colobus, only found in a small area of the Niger Delta um, and nowhere else on, on the planet. Um, that's wow. the rarest primate. But again, in Cross River State, we have we have a we have um, the Prusa's red colobus, um, it's found only in a small area of Cross River National Park, and then some parts in Cameroon. That that's very rare in Nigeria. And there's also um, a, um, a primate found um, on the Voodoo Plateau, close to the Voodoo Plateau, inside the national park as well, called the uh, Prusa's Gwenin. That's found only in in those mountain forests of, of so, so yes, Nigeria does have quite a lot of different primate species. Some of them are rare and, and threatened. Oh, oh. So, moving away from land animals, how about the guys who dwell in disguise? How are they doing here? Um, it, it, it's not my area of expertise, to be honest. There are other NGOs working, oh, oh. but 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 generally speaking, there are certain groups that are not doing well. So, in particular, vultures have have declined significantly um, across the, across the world, unfortunately, and, and Nigeria in, included. So, whereas vultures were once common in all the cities, national parks, game reserves. They've, they've really declined um, significantly. Um, you also, again, you see in the media um, instances of, of, of birds flown from Europe being caught and, and, and eaten in Nigeria. So, so that still happens as well. Um, but yes, no. vultures are, are, are of particular concern. In Nigeria, there's birds are in danger of extinction. Well, that that's very interesting to hear because um, when we talk about certain birds like vultures and owls in particular, um, I think our culture isn't really accepting of such animals. And have you ever found that difficult to work with? I know, yes, the, the owls are not are not um, widely accepted, but 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 owls don't really seem to decline. The problem with vultures is that they were traded; they were used for traditional medicine, or for juju. Um, so yes, there, was a, there was a big demand for vulture parts in Nigeria, uh, and it's the trade, like the trade in pangolins or the trade in <coughs> elephant ivory, that drives species decline and, and makes species become endangered. Um, so, so yeah, the difference, the, the difference in vultures is, yes, is that they're in demand, they're being traded. Owls are not widely accepted, but, so, but you wouldn't get such a huge decline in, in species like owls. As long as the habitat oh. is, I mean, we've got these owls in the middle of Calabar, I can hear owls from my house at night. 
a warbit that oh, hasn't oh. been sent by somebody in the village who, who wishes me um, ill. But, uh, <laughs> yes, yeah. So, where do you see um, the wildlife space in Nigeria in the next 10, 20 years? Um, Optimistic. I'm, I'm obviously concerned, you know, as Nigeria's human population is, is already huge and the projections is that it's going to become, you know, one of the most populous countries in the world. That will mean less space for wildlife. So already there's not a lot of wildlife left in Nigeria outside of national parks, which is why our national parks are so important. But as the population gets more and the, the pressure on land becomes more, um, there's going to be very little wildlife left. So that's a concern for the future. Nigerians need jobs, um, development. So wildlife is going to be squeezed, significantly squeezed, and, and many more species will be in danger of extinction. So that's a concern to me. But at the same time, I'm optimistic. I see young people, you know, like yourself and many others yes. <laughs> about wildlife and wild animals. And I don't know why that's happened. I first came to Nigeria in 1992, so I've been here quite a long time. And when I first came, oh, wildlife was just not completely, but it was a bit of a white man thing. But <laughs> no, we're not, this is Africa, we're not interested in wildlife. This, not, but now I see many more Nigerians who are equally passionate, particularly young people. So that gives me cause for optimism, um, even though the threats are considerable and the threats will grow. If the Nigerian youth want to protect something, I believe. Yes, yes. But we have to protect. It'll, all, it'll come down to protecting our national parks. Um, and giving them support and, and, and the national parks involving local communities and local youth to make sure that the parks are protected. Um, but we have to get involved. We have to visit our national parks. Mm -hmm. If they don't look like they're well managed, we need to say so. We need to lobby government to make sure the national parks are properly funded. We need to visit them so the national parks can generate their own revenue. Um, so, yes, I'm confident. And I think some species as well, with the help of NGOs like Dorothea's, might be able to be brought back. We could bring, as long as we protect good habitat, and Nigeria does have habitat left, we can bring species like giraffe back or cheetah. Um, but we have to, really we have to remember, we still have, we still have to protect the species. We can't let species like lion go extinct. We have to protect what forest we have. Nigeria has a lot of excellent forest, full of biodiversity, full of full of amphibians and birds and reptiles, some very rare species. We have to protect those. There's often too much said about planting trees, planting trees, and not enough said about let's protect our existing forests because that's where the biodiversity is inside our existing forests. True, true. I hope your your vision for 
future comes to pass and comes to be in the best way it can. So, so I'd really love to come to see you in Calabar whenever I can. <laughs> At least I can get a sense of how of how the wildlife over there is. Understand. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so there's a national park close to you know across the river national park is is about a, a two hour drive from from Calabar, so it's possible to visit the national. Okay, okay. So, on this note, um, I would like to thank you for spending your time with me on my podcast. And I wish to have more in the future with you and others in the same field. So. Great. Great. It's been a pleasure. Thanks, thanks for inviting me, Jerry. You're welcome. So the links will be available to the podcast later today. So I'll send it to you. Would you mind to drop your social media handle so that people can follow? Yes, uh, we're on Twitter. Um, I'm on Twitter, which is um, uh, I should have worked there. WCS underscore Nigeria. Okay. Okay. WCS Nigeria. Okay, so I hope you get I hope you get a lot more followers now to you know raise awareness and all. So yes, yeah, activists underscore Nigeria. Okay. So so if you type in Wildlife Conservation Society on Facebook, we have we have Facebook pages for cross our work in Cross River. We have a different Facebook page for our work in Yankari as well. Oh, 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 okay, okay. So on that note, um, I would like to end it here. Thank you for having me here once again. Thanks, Gary. Thank you. Take care. Yeah, you're welcome. Come and visit. (laughs) I'll try. I'll I'll walk towards that. All right. Have a nice day. Yes, you too. Thanks. Thank you, Gary. Bye.